Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. <laughs> it's the Ethel Merman Alert. I've been there once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. That is the Ethel Merman Alert. Anytime I go Ethel Merman-y. I don't know if that's the word, but we just invented it. Anytime I pull out a little Ethel Merman, the alert's going to go off. Is that right, James? Yes, it is. We made that especially for the Ethel Merman. Is that what you've been doing all night? Yeah, um, for about 24 hours now, I've been making that seven-second clip. Wow. (laughs) Not an efficient use of time. Well, I had a lot to go through, a lot of Ethel Merman clips. Maybe we need to give you something else to do. Sean, will you get on that? James needs something else to do. (laughs) Um, Ethel Merman alert. Again, I don't know when we'll need the Ethel Merman alert because I don't seem to use it a lot. Yeah, I think that we use it every single day on the show. And again, maybe it's not Ethel Merman because sometimes I think I'm channeling Oprah when I'm doing that. Oprah does Ethel Merman as well? Well, she doesn't do it so vibrato like I do. But, you know, it's Oprah. What does Oprah sound like, Matt? I'm not doing it because you might have an Oprah alert. Do you have an Oprah alert? Not yet, but I will. Spend the next 24 hours on that seven second. Done. Beautiful. Hey, welcome to the program. This is the show where we give you the tools, the, the handbook to humanity. Most of us, you know, we're just born, raised by beautiful parents, brought up in this crazy world. But none of us have our own handbook. Wouldn't it be great? Your car comes with a handbook. You just need your own handbook as I look at Jess. Jess, this is your second to last day on the show. I know. You're leaving us tomorrow. I know. And then you'll forget who I am. You'll be like, what was that girl's name? Little dog. Little <laughs> rock. Little rock. <laughs> little rock, sure Arkansas. Yes, Jessica Little exactly. Rock. And and Dallin. <laughs> yep. The cute, the cute little couple. Well, we'll miss you again tomorrow. Thanks. We'll make a bigger deal about this. I'll in fact I'm gonna buy you a candy bar. Okay. Well, and we even got a nice clip of Jess um, impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that's that's going to be gold. Yeah. When's that coming out? It doesn't even sound like him. It sounds like I have like a balloon Is, in my mouth. Are we saving that for the final show, her final show? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. This is, a, this is a fun show today. Yeah. Have you noticed? I don't know if you've prepared it all for it. No, I was going to make up some news stories. Okay. Because well, <laughs> today's show is about family communication. And yeah. again, some of this comes from the mere fact that I spent a week with my family. And didn't want to communicate. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to go As far over. as I remember, you were kind of yeah. uh, recluse during that well, little trip. you know, <laughs> you, can be too, you can do too much. <laughs> so I like to back it down with my kids. By the way, I got to tell you, had the coolest thing happen to me today. I don't want to brag, okay? But I'm going to. Here we go. We need to make up a, a sound key for bragging. Right. Yeah, I think we're going to need that because you've actually said I don't want to brag about four times in uh-huh. the past 15 minutes now. Well, but you know why? Because I, I probably saved potentially, hypothetically, notice I'm adding the word hypothetically, hundreds of lives today. I, wow. put, I hypothetically saved hundreds of lives today. That Please is hypothetically incredible. We're all dying to know. Thank you for asking. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. hypothetically we're, <laughs> so we're all I, dying to know. I did a video shoot for, I do this local television show in Salt Lake City on KSL, Studio 5. I do it every week. They wanted to know what one of my fears was. 
what was one of my big fears in life. But again, as you guys know me, I don't have fears. Yeah, we've done like six shows on that and you still (laughs) don't know what your fear is. My fear is success. (laughs) That's why I keep sabotaging my career. Um, But I, so my fear, it wasn't fear. It was my fear. I don't even know how to put this. I cured one of my fears today. Actually, it's a long story. Please, here's, Matt, tell us how. Here's how it goes. So two years <laughs> – for two years when I was 21 years old. So this was you know 20-something years ago. I was an LDS missionary, one of those guys in the white shirt wearing a tie, riding my bike all over Argentina. I'm sitting there on my bike with my companion and a cute little couple on a motorcycle gets hit by a bus. Oh True story. Oh, my gosh. True story. And wow. I, we're the first guys there, right? So the Mormon medics <laughs> come up in our white shirts – and I have no idea what to do with this person that's mangled. And I was oh terrified. Gosh, what do you do with a mangled so person? So my entire life was like, I don't know. I don't know how to help this person except just, I mean, I could pray for him. But we were like holding blood and oh compression. And anyway, terrifying. So when I got off my mission, I came home and a friend said, hey, do you want to go become an EMT on an ambulance? And I said, well, that's a great way to overcome this idea of never being ready. I never want to feel that feeling where I have no idea what to do. So we went and we, I became an EMT and worked on an ambulance. And anyway, where I went out today with the fire department to a training center. When I was an EMT training as an EMT, I ended up being a victim of a plane crash disaster. And we went to this one training center where I went today. And I got to act like a victim of a plane crash. This was 20-something years ago. But today I went full circle, went back to the place where I overcame my fear of death and people being maimed. And today I got to be a firefighter. Wow. (laughs) I put on the garb, not to mention flexed in my firefighter shirt. But just and to clarify, there were no real fire? No, no there was, was a, real it was fire. It was a real fire. Real, real fire. fire. Yeah, no hypothetical fire. real tragedy was occurring, though. Well, no, there was a real hypothetical tragedy. Oh, okay. All and right, just one. It was really <laughs> hypothetical. And it, but it seems so real because I got to drive the big truck. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to circle the plane crash in the truck. It was in fire, on fire, in flames, engulfed, and I got to put the fire out. Wow. Are you going to be on call now? Like if, if they ever yeah. do have a fire, like call <laughs> well, Matt Townsend. Get well, you know phone. what? Call this the is, doctor. I, can, yeah. I consider it community service. What now kind of what symbol I... do they put up in the sky when they need you? What does it look like? It's a ferret. <laughs> so, Matt yeah, Townsend. Call we Matt Townsend. It's a ferret. It's <laughs> Ethel Merman. It's, uh, it's a little Ethel Merman. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I've got to get it. I, I've got to get a symbol, though. Anyway, I, I don't – I will help. Anytime they need it. Uh-huh. Also, I'm on Netflix watching Lost. And, um, We've all been there. <laughs> and I'm convinced, I'm convinced that if I had been on the island with the people that were lost, I could have helped a lot, especially today. <laughs> oh, Matt. They well, need what, you what in Hollywood or in some, like, island just yeah. in case. You know what? I, today I for Your sure— Your talents are going unnoticed, really. I know. Oh, it's a problem. Yeah. I'm hiding them under a bushel. I need, I'm trying to get them out. But so I'm just letting anybody out there know. If you need a firefighter, especially in an airport situation, who is EMT certified, I am your man. 
This is not the calendar firefighter situation. No, but you brought that up, which is a really good idea, Sean. Sean brought up a great idea, and I think we're going to do a calendar for the Matt Townsend show. Of just Matt, just to Well, clarify. no, I think we got to get everybody out. <laughs> oh, what? Okay, we did Because at Lamar, what's Sean's amazing idea. is when you put on the gear of a firefighter, you just look ripped. And oh, I don't know you? if it was me, <laughs> but I was ripped. <laughs> It's the suit. Yeah, <laughs> it's the that's suit. a pretty safe bet. It's pretty heavy and layered, and but I, honestly, very hot. Wonderful job today, uh, Captain Huffman. Saved my life. Not really. I was never hypothetically. Now here's the deal. By the way, <laughs> when I was with him, and this is why we're doing the communication topic, we got talking about this stowaway, a teenage boy who stows away in an airplane, travels in, in the in the well of an airplane. By the way, not again, not to brag. But I put out a wheel fire. <laughs> brag alert. Brag alert. <laughs> you do need to pick a button. Yeah. Uh, I, I put out a wheel fire. So this boy, 16 years of age, sneaks up into the, the, the well, the, the wheel well of an airplane. And supposedly, I'm not sure I'm buying it. My captain, my captain Huffman today is not buying it. Spent six hours, basically, five and a half hours or whatever, flying to Hawaii without oxygen in what, 40, 50, 60 degree, 80 below? It, it it's 80 below. Does usually. it really? Yeah, okay. I guess. That. Oh, so, yeah. so tell us the story because apparently there may have been a communication, family communication breakdown. Right. The police have come out just today and said that he was trying to find family in Africa. He just saw that plane. I mean, he climbed the fence at Sunday, one in the morning, saw that plane. It was the first plane he saw, and so he just got on that one. That's probably going to Africa. That's that a one's plane. going to Africa. <laughs> I know. It, ha- it was a Hawaii plane. It had Hawaii written on it. it was yeah, a- yeah, it's probably was going to Africa. Was it a Hawaiian well, airplane? He, when he yeah, was snuck on, it was, it was like three years in the morning, wasn't it? Okay, that was lie number one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. They said that he was trying to find family. Maybe they had a layover. They, huh? But the news sources, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, the news sources said that it was because of an argument in their family. Uh-huh. But. The sister said that it wasn't that, but it sounds like there was some kind of family well, issue. Well, okay. Or he just wanted to go to Hawaii. That's more likely. I believe that more. But it is hard to, to detect which plane is the Hawaiian plane when you're on the outside of the terminal instead of the inside. Okay, but how can this, how it was can the this middle story of be a lie? Night. Well, it was dark, too, yeah, Sean it points was, out. It was like <laughs> oh, three or four true. in the morning when oh, he snuck yeah. in there. That's oh, true. that makes sense. Well, was the plane going? Like, did it have lights no. on the plane? No, no he, no. he, he was in the plane for several hours before wow. it took right. off. Well, okay. and, and by the way, very lucky because not only a lot of times you get crushed when the wheels go up, or and then you freeze like a popsicle, and then when the wheels come down... You fall from the sky. Yeah, I saw an expert this morning who was talking about he must have been able to get into a baggage compartment or something that was pressurized. Yeah, he would have Because died. there's no way he would have been able to survive this. He, they say he was passed out. Authorities yeah. have said that, that at the altitude. Maybe he passed out and maybe went he's into special. sort of a coma or something. Maybe he's but special ops. I don't Well, yeah, even like 16, 80 yeah. hours, uh, no, 80 degrees below zero for six hours, that is nuts. Yeah. That's I've crazy. done it. In but fact, he, I did it today. I mean, he did show up in Hawaii. Like, yeah. he, it did happen somehow. Well, right? that, well, well and, yeah. Out it, of the 100 reported cases in the last uh, 70 years, only 25 people have lived. Most people died. Yeah, one in the I think it's so he's one really four, lucky. Right? I have another story yeah. about um, flames. So this is about communication, family communication, the need to talk, kids. You've got to talk to your family. Is that what yeah. you talk about? Well, 
Yeah, I, this is just a really cool story. I actually have one that probably fits with the thing better, but okay. really fast. This family was in a safari, a lion safari in England. I didn't know they had those in England. Oh, sure. They're very big in downtown London. <laughs> but anyways, they're in this car, and it catches on fire, and they're in the middle of the of the place where all the lions oh. are. Yeah, your car's on fire. Yeah, so what do you do? Family you know communication what? then. You no. have like, do we stay in the burning car or do we no. face the lions? You take the most annoying family member and you throw <laughs> them out. And once the lions are involved and fully engulfed in the victim, you run the other way. Words of wisdom from the doctor, bringing you the yep. good life. See, you don't get a PhD <laughs> for being an idiot. <laughs> all you have to do is outrun the Sacrifice slowest. a child. Right. So I would, in order yeah. to get your PhD, they probably presented that situation oh, yeah. to you. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> what do you do, burning car or lions? Well, and then you always have to ask, are in-laws on the trip with you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> is this a Kobayashi Maru situation? Is that what? Kobayashi Maru. Oh, come on. You don't know what that is, man? No. Fill oh, me geez. In. Where have I been? Star Trek. Yeah. Don't really think about it. Okay. <laughs> but not to not to brag, I did fight a fire today and save hypothetically hundreds of people. If there was a fire in this non-operating airplane. Okay, folks, today's the day. Crazy family uh, help is what we're going to be giving you. Communication tools, skills, advice, ideas so for how you can talk more effectively with your family, your kids. How to communicate with those darn teens, how to communicate with your spot, your spouse and your family in general. We're taking every angle we can today, talking with your family. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, folks, we're talking about family communication, communication in general, all in all regards. How do you talk to your kids, your spouse? How do you deal with the conflicting communication issues? You know, we're all going to run into these. Now, here's the deal, folks. I have been teaching communication, conflict resolution skills in my day job. Other than fighting fires, I also like to... Uh, Deal with marriage and now, family. Do you take off the glasses when you're fighting the fire? So you know what you I had to you. today. And so it, your alter ego doesn't. Yeah. get, you know. So I, that's where I turned into Superman. But it's it's weird because it's hard to fight a fire you can't see. That's true. He kept saying left, go left, left to the right, up, 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 up. up. Well, in that there case, the hotter, colder game really works yeah, well. It does. Hotter, 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 colder, colder. You're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. It's, you know, it's really funny because this guy's teaching me skills. And, you know, skills for putting out a fire are very kind of tangible. You mm-hmm. just do this. Sure. And if you can just hold the hose this way, it worked. The difference with, like, trying to teach somebody communication skills, a lot of them are intangibles. They're kind of – they're felt. They're – um you know, it's a tacit skill, like riding your bicycle. You kind of know balance once you've got it. You right. can't just teach it in a room. So I have figured out a way. I, I call it the four spirits, and that's what I wanted to work on. And Sean's mm-hmm. – we put together some video clips from us that we, we used on Studio 5 on, in K, on KSL television. Mm-hmm. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through scenarios, and then I'm going to give you four different spirits that need to be there. So you think about how you're communicating with your kids. Does this spirit come through? Um, And if you can get the spirit right, you'll see a lot of times the conversation will go This is actually with your spouse. Yeah, this this is going to be just with with spouse, spouse, right? And by the way, the same spirits will probably apply everywhere, but these are all spousal scenarios. So where have you been? 
Did you think of calling or texting or letting us know anything about where you've been? Have you thought about anybody except yourself? We've been waiting around since noon. Where have you been? What is your problem? Ooh. Yeah. That's and now that's the wife walks in the door yeah. and immediately the husband starts talking. Bam. Rapid fire. One, and two, three, four, five, six. Sean, we appreciate you letting us use your family example. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Sean goes, Where have you been? I've been at a meeting with Matt. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now notice the rapid fire. So the first spirit was violated. Okay, the first spirit we call the spirit of safety. Uh-huh. Did the wife feel safe coming in? Oh no. And 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 I know this is a video clip and you couldn't see her, but yeah. she did not look She wasn't happy. She was she wasn't happy and she looked a little intimidated. Oh yeah. So imagine when you walk in a house and someone starts rapid firing shooting at you, emo- mm-hmm. emotional jabs. We, I call that interrogating, right? So he's yes. inter- Where were you? And a lot of repetitive questions. Did he have any desire to understand? It didn't seem like it. It's it was more like, you know, why aren't you answer me? Yeah. Why I I want I want my needs met right now. So think of that. How long are you going to do anything with someone you're not safe with? Mm-hmm. How is she expected to respond with some guy she's not safe with? So she's probably either going to do one of two things. What do you think, Sean? She's going to she's going to go back into her shell. She's going to re- flight and re, you know, yeah. retreat mm-hmm. or uh, guns or, blazing. Exactly. Hi. And just start going Fight or off. flight. Yeah. Fight or flight. Two. Spirit of safety. So think about it. When your kids come home late, do you just start <laughs> hammering them? <laughs> or when you need something from your wife, what's the spirit you're bringing? Are you bringing the spirit of safety? If you don't have safety in the conversation, and by the way, however you get there, mm-hmm. but you have to get there so she sees that she's safe, right? However you get there, it's, it's up to you. I won't tell you how to get there, but you got to have the spirit of safety. Let's do the next one. I don't know, I just, I feel like I'm alone in this marriage. You don't even know what loneliness is. I would like to see you stay home with the kids all day long, just dying for a break. And then when you finally come home, you go out with the guys. You go over to your family's house. You're out running errands. That's what loneliness is. Whatever. 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 You sound like my mother. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, now actually, he's almost a Batman kind of thing. It was, it was scary. Did you Whatever, know? Rachel. <laughs> so what? Okay, so what did the whole spirit of that feel like? Well, it, this was an interesting scenario to me when I watched it. Yeah, because the husband starts off. Mm-hmm. He's sharing. Yeah, he's trying to be open yeah. to this, and the wife just comes back and says, "You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. So he finally shares, and the minute he actually opens up and shares. She gets into her story. And honestly, that may sound unfair because a lot of women out there might be more like, that's more like my husband doing that Yeah, exactly. But um, the second spirit, so the first spirit was the spirit of safety. So we've got to make it safe for each other. The other Mm -hmm. thing we have to do is we have to show that we care. Yes. If if he doesn't feel like she cares, which if you notice, she really seems to care more about her story because she got right into her story. His story passed and was done. Right. We're done with it. Exactly. So if we don't feel like somebody cares, you've heard the quote, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. So mm-hmm. none of this matters. There is a time where she should be able to share her whole side of the story. Right. But probably after he feels like she cares. Well, I think it would have been a little bit better had she said, okay, I, I understand how you feel that way. Now, I do feel this way. Why don't we talk about yeah. How we both feel. She obviously cared enough because she asked him. Sure. And the minute he gave an answer, she reacted to the answer. Right. So part of what she could have done is let him just share his feelings. She could have validated it, understood it, had him explain more. 
And then she could say, I totally agree. And and then she could share her feelings. And that, that would be like a conversation. Right. Strange. <laughs> You'd have those instead when you're a, married? Instead of a competition. But I also think, you know, some of these, some of these things you can't necessarily work out no. in an hour no. or two. And interesting, it might take a while. Honestly, that's why I teach the spirits because it doesn't matter sometimes if you work them out as long as the spirit's there. Yeah. If I know that you have the spirit of making me safe and being safe with me, not reacting, and I know that you care, we can wait another hour to solve this. We can wait another week to solve it. Mm-hmm. It's when we lose the safety and we lose the caring that our minds go crazy. Yeah, but as long as you keep talking about it and try and, and, try and work it. on it, you, you're going to come to a resolution at some point. Right. And think about it, though. The number one thing that's going to kill people from talking and trying is the fight or flight. And fight yeah. or flight will be engaged if I don't feel safe and if I don't think you care. Let's do the third one. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> you have nothing to say. Of course not. Because you like to create the problems, but you're not willing to talk about it and work things out. We're never going to get anywhere doing this. Do you know why you like to do this? Because you're selfish. I'm selfish? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I'm selfish? Who doesn't lift a hand around here? Who hasn't made a meal in 10 years? And when you get home from work, you sit on that sofa and watch the game. I'm selfish? What a joke. Here we go. <laughs> It's Ethel. Wait a minute. I just did a little Ethel. See, isn't that that is such a universal feeling, right? Oh, it is. Okay, what was the? I've had that feeling in my marriage. Oh, I think everyone. That's yeah. That's by the way. That's love right there. (laughs) Now that that's where love has gone awry. Uh, What would you say the spirit is? Oh, that's got to be some sort of well. Did you hear they were kind the of one-upping? The spirit that's missing, you mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they were one-upping each that other. Was, to me, that was a spirit of contention. Yeah, yeah. And competition. Yeah. Oh, you, oh you've got it bad? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you don't even know bad. And so then all of a sudden, we're trying to compete on who's got it worse. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Nothing more loving than figuring out who's the most messed up. I like to do that with my kids, actually. <laughs> Oh, that, that, when my kids come in and complain that's about, right. you oh, I've got to go to school, I've got to do this. So, so, so the joke in our house is, you know, the, the line is, oh, uphill both ways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See that? We're pitiful. Yeah. So uh, remember the spirit, spirit of safety, spirit of caring, and spirit of cooperating. It's possible you could both have it bad. Oh, sure. And be married. Yes. And it's both your fault instead of just one person's fault. Agree. See, it can all go together. Marriage is a team event. It, it is a team event. <laughs> You know what's I'm amazing? Sorry. I bet if we sat them down and talked, I, and actually I could talk it out with them, I would bet that we both agree that the others, the other person's having a bad, has it bad too. I bet oh, we agree. Yeah. I, one of my rules, I teach 80% of the time we agree. Mm-hmm. So what we're fighting about is the 20%, and we spend 100% of the argument where we disagree. Instead of like shoring <laughs> up, you know what, hon, I totally agree. That sounds hard. That sounds horrible. Tell me more about it. So remember, you can always validate where you can validate. Always agree where you can agree. You don't always have to disagree, right? Yeah. Let's go to the last spirit real quick. Is that how this is going to have to work? Am I going to have to start checking up on you now? I can't believe you think I would do that. You would seriously have to be messed up to think I could do something like that. I will never be good enough for you. You are impossible to please. Impossible. Mm. Impossible. Mission impossible, Mission right? Impo- so listen to that. Dun, hopeless. Dun, Did you hear dun. how hopeless they are? Oh, yeah. I will never, ever, ever add up to what you need. I love that hyperbole. Yeah. It's just wonderful. That's it. Anytime we're using those absolute terms, yes. always, never, never, ever once on earth, never in the wildest dream. That's what, that, that's what my children do. 
Yeah. And I've, I've realized that I've done it sometimes and I've, I have really tried to stop right. doing things like that. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. One of the signs I've found, um, and there's some interesting research about it with couples, when a couple talks about how their, their story about how they fell in love. When they tell their story, so even think about mm-hmm. Sean, how you'd tell yours, and James, of course, how you would tell yours as the PhD of passion. Um, when you talk about falling in love, how you talk about your love story actually is an indicator of how you feel about your relationship today. Really? So in when what you, way? When you tell your story, well, you know what? We were young and oh, naive, no. and we didn't have a clue really about ourselves or life. And really? we got married, and honestly – we hardly knew each other, and we only dated for six months. I mean, so notice that whole story has so much hopeless in it. And the researchers have found when you tell a story about how you fell in love hmm. and it has a lot of hopeless language in it, you're probably on the road to the end. Wow. And so everybody out there in listener land, you can listen for hope. If you hear hopeless, then you might want to shut your mouth a little bit. And and try to bring some hope into the conversation, mm. like and and don't make it, don't awfulize it. Like this is obviously we can't talk. We've never been able to talk. We will never be able to talk. It's all but over. Try to bring some hope in by just simply saying, you know what? I have a feeling that this is temporary. We'll figure this out, but we can make it work, folks. We're talking communication today. We're giving you the tools, and when we take a break, we're coming back and we're talking about communicating with your teens. Which, you know, that way they don't have to sneak away in a wheel well of an airplane. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. The lasers are shooting. This is the Matt Townsend Show. If the lasers are shooting, that means Maddie Richards is in the room. How are you, Maddie? I'm great. How are you, Maddie? Excellent. We are talking family communication today, and you can't talk family communication without trying to talk to teenagers. Yeah. Which is why, Maddie, we brought you in. I know, because I am so wise. (laughs) Not even close, because your father called, and he's like, uh, we've struggled with Maddie (laughs) trying to get her to talk, you know, try to have an effective conversation. That's not true. I'm really close with my parents. Are you? Yeah. Well, since, you mean since the court hearing? Since, no, I don't even know. Uh, Anyway, okay, Okay, well, Anyway, (laughs) here's the deal. Um, Kids, usually you say... Tell me what's going on. How was your day? Good? Yeah. I mean, I I did that to my parents when I was in high school. It's because you're hiding something. No. And that's the thing that I guess I'm going to be the voice for the teens today. That's why you're here, Maddie. That's why I'm here. Why don't you (laughs) just open up? Not that I'm a teenager at all. Yeah. Um, No, but you're you're an adult. I'm an adult. Yeah. And Ish. I'm I'm more of an adult than you, Matt. Good point, actually. Good point. (laughs) Uh, I don't have kids, but I have been. I was I was a teenager, like a few years ago. You know what it's like, though. You don't want to just open up because you're afraid. You know, like you just said earlier, you don't want to tell me all of your inner secrets because you don't want me to use them against you on the show. No. You said that. <laughs> That's earlier. why I don't tell you things. No, I feel like teenagers. 
have a hard time communicating with their parents for a few reasons. They don't feel like their parents will understand or relate, which, you know, they do to a level. My parents didn't have cell phones. They don't understand what it's like to get a text from someone about you that wasn't meant to be sent to you. They don't understand that in the same way. So that's a reason that I think sometimes teenagers don't communicate openly with their parents because so they don't feel like it, they'll get it. You don't think you think we're outdated in a way and we don't get your world. Not that you're outdated, but that the the things that you're going you went through as a teenager were different from the things that teenagers now are going yeah. through. So oh, yes, yeah. outdated. Yeah. No, That's, not outdated. She's just trying there's, to be nice. No, they're yeah. similar they're similar experiences. They're mm-hmm. similar outcomes. You still like the boy and the boy doesn't like you back and you right. didn't get asked to prom. But well, like in your horse. days, right. it was a letter and a horse that delivered that you the girl wouldn't go to prom. Actually, in my days, it wasn't a letter; it was a plate. It was on a metal <laughs> plate, and they had to etch etch on the plate this metal. Anyway, so that's letter. things I think that parents and teens together can work with to understand that they're getting the same outcome, but yeah. the means of getting yeah. the outcome are okay. different. So I think you're onto something big time. And it, which is phenomenal, considering you've never had a child. I, but it also tells me you've, you're still very close to your inner child. Well, I feel I I try to be a kind of person that's open you and are. easy to communicate with. So I feel like I've talked to my younger siblings, I've talked to cousins and friends that are um, still in high school about what they're going through yeah. and how. And it's helped me realize, oh, I was probably a pain when I was in high school. Yeah, you you were. Um, <laughs> but here's the, you weren't. You're an angel. Oh, here's the thanks. deal, though. This is something I've learned that I think could be the key. Parenting 101. Are you ready? Because this yeah. is going to help you with your children someday in okay. 12 years. <laughs> See, as a parent, you think you made these kids. Uh-huh. You think you kind of own these kids. Mm-hmm. You think it's kind of cause effect. If I need you to do something, I just tell you. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to do it because I'm your father. Yeah. And and as Bill Cosby so eloquently put, I can make another one just like you. Yeah. So I could take I you, you off life, this I earth can take you and out I can of it. make another one that looks just like you. But so what happens to us is we start thinking that we don't have to earn. We, we, we see them as something we can kind of manipulate and work. Uh-huh. But eventually what happens to kids, especially the older they get, they turn into these agents, right? Like they they have agency and freedom and they start to realize, I do not have to do what you tell me to do. Yeah. That is my control. Well, I think kids are growing up in the same mindset. I can ask mom for something and she'll do it for me. Yes. I ask and and so it's a two-way street. Oh, you little manipulator. Sometimes at at some point the kid (laughs) recognizes, I can do this by myself. I can do this by myself. So I probably – mom can do this by herself. Yeah. Uh, are you ready? I've got the metaphor. Yes. This is me. the metaphor that if every parent puts this idea in their head, it will help you with the rest of your parenting. Okay. Here's the Let metaphor. Let me hear it. Now, honestly, when they're young, you don't, you don't have to think this way as much. It's different. The older they get – by the way, into any then human role with other adults, you really have to have this paradigm. Here it is. I call it the gardener metaphor. Okay. Okay. The gardener metaphor basically is this. You have to see yourself as a gardener. Now, check this out. Here's the quiz. In a garden, if I'm the gardener, and who is responsible for the growth? If I'm the gardener and I put a seed in the garden, what makes the seed grow? Me, the gardener, or the seed? Well, I think, I don't know, probably the gardener to a now, it's really interesting. Do this is the test. Do seeds need gardeners? No. 
But do gardeners need seeds? Yes. So one of us is actually in a weaker position. If you're a gardener, you need the seeds. Uh-huh. Seeds, I have seeds growing all over my lawn. Don't even know how they got there. And no gardener put them there. <laughs> so seeds actually don't need gardeners. So what if as parents, we, we, we picked up the metaphor of gardening. I'm the gardener. I need to understand that I'm going to have seeds. The seeds will be my children. Mm-hmm. The seeds then, they're in my stewardship, but there's some rules I have to have going. Rule number one, I must trust that seeds will grow. Yeah. So as a gardener, because check it out. If, you, if I'm a gardener and I don't think my kids will grow, how will I treat the seed that I don't think will grow? Oh, well, you're just going to neglect it. I'll neglect it or you're... I'll micromanage it, over oh, yeah. fertilize it, stand over it, not let it get enough light. Yeah. I'll pull it up at the roots to see how they're growing. And then trying to get, yep, uh-huh. I, I get that. So check metaphor. it out, parents. If you're out there, you've got to be the gardener, right? Then your job is to help these seeds grow. So rule number one, trust that your seeds will grow. Rule number two, but by the way, the growth and the power is in the seed. It's not in the gardener. That's I, important. It's huge because I can actually help them grow or I can stop them from growing. And I think it's important to recognize that they are an individual. Yes. They are your children. Okay. They are also an individual. Now look at, look at you, which means you have to understand each seed and how it's supposed oh. to grow. Because yeah, if you don't understand each seed, you won't know how to create conditions for growth. You can't grow a pumpkin Mm-mm. seed like you would no. a, a an That's acorn. Right. So, but you have to understand the seed. So I have one child. My first child, completely different than my second child. My first child, the most just rambunctious, strong communicator, number one in everything she's ever done, and just walks right in a room and takes over. A lot like her mother. <laughs> number two, shy, reserved like me. Oh, right. Quiet. You're super shy. Mousy. That's why but, you're on the radio. Uh, totally. But I kind of feel like my wife uh, or my daughter overpowered my younger son, took all of his sunlight. He kind of grew up under the canopy of my daughter. But my third child, totally different. So I have to understand each child. And by the way, my wife and I have battles about this because she kind of thinks number three is going to be a lot like number one or number two. Mm-hmm. And anyway, we can't. So we have to understand the seed. Once I understand the seeds and how they're going to grow, check this out. My, this is the only job of a parent. Create conditions for optimal growth. And that will vary. Every child will vary. Seed. And some need more water. Some need more fertilizer. Yeah. Some. Oh, yeah. I bet, I bet you need more fertilizer. <laughs> that was rude. James, write that down. Rude. She was rude at, at 341.51. Rude. Um, no, but I think that's important to recognize they're, the, the seeds are individual of you, the gardener, but they're also individual of each other. That's right. They're, they're going to be different, and I have to create optimal conditions. For each my, one. My job is not to force the growth. My job is to create the conditions. If the seed doesn't grow, that is the seed's problem. All I can do is create optimal conditions. To be the cheerleader. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Make sure the soil's right. It's, you know, the nutrients are there. I actually have an example of this. We're yes. going to be doing this this summer with my second daughter. Number two. Since I have four. Yeah. But my second daughter has just had this infatuation with Legos. Oh, really? She will also go to the library and check out books of blueprints. Really? Really. Okay, I see where you're going. So we found a day camp in Chicago at the Frank Lloyd Wright Preservation Oh, my heavens. Place. Optimal conditions. Exactly. So we're taking her there. She's going to be able to spend four days working at— What a good dad. So 
yeah, but this is something we want to encourage to her so we can get a free house. Yes. <laughs> she will someday build you a Lego exactly. house. Exactly. But San no, Diego. but that, this is something because she is That's she's great. the creative one. She builds things but all the time. But number one may not want to go there. But when you're exactly. with number one, if she likes museums, we go to museums. What no, but number one number still one? wants to go to Chicago and oh, have fun sure. in Chicago. And you go to Wrigley Field. That's exactly. Mm. It is actually, you know, side note, 100 years of Wrigley Field this year. Well, you've got to do that. Exactly. And you're going to have to have a hot dog. Yep. And some pizza, Chicago style. <laughs> hmm. Last rule. Check that out, though. See, isn't that not a great? No, again, I that's think parenting that's awesome. 101. Sean's a good dad. Sean's a great dad, and um, and again, it wasn't even court ordered, which is amazing. Yeah. Because that's how great that's really, he is. That's really nice. Yeah. So, rule number one: trust your seeds will grow. Rule number two: deeply understand the seed. Rule number three: create conditions for optimal growth. Rule number four: you love the seed, not the fruits of the seed. That is. So crucial. I feel so often parents, good job on your performance. Yeah, great A's. Oh, your A's were amazing. Yeah, good job on on winning this, winning that, instead of you you did it. You're amazing. You worked hard. That's right. You're a good person. And and by the way, so when I do that, I would always talk about the principles they use to get the result, not the result. Your hard work, your work ethic. You were really dedicated. Your your dedication, your discipline. You went for it. You didn't know if you could do it, but you Mm -hmm. still went for it, and you did it. By the way, and that's something that will always reinforce the seed because they can use every one of those principles in every part of their life. If all you make this about are their grades, if you only make it about their home run, if you only make it about their successes, hey, that was a really great song, that was a really great performance. Yeah. Well, and then they'll up. let that define them. They'll say, well, if I don't get good grades this time, then I, my mom and dad won't be proud of me. That's but right. instead of I did my best and that's what my mom and dad were proud of. And what happens the minute you know unconditionally you are loved by your parents, regardless of your fruits? You you tell them everything. Every child deserves that, don't you think? Yeah. Every child deserves unconditional love and acceptance of who they are. You can always, you know, you know fight, argue about, you know, what they're bringing to the table sometimes. But unconditionally, I will always be here. I will always love you. And I know who you are. That's what's cool is the more you know your child, then the more you know how to work them to get the results that they want to get and you want to get. Well, and one um, quote, I guess, the quote of the day from one of our guests that we had on like two months ago, but they said, never be average in the attributes. And I think that's huge for the kids. Okay, explain it from the guest. That was great. I remember that. Yeah, just that, that, you know, the same uh, prospect of, of it's more important on how you do things and how you approach things than getting an A in a class. Yeah. If you're being diligent, if you're trying your hardest, that's way more important than any letter grade you're going um, to ever oh get. Yeah. The person oh yeah. you are is more important exactly. than the things you accomplish. Huge. See? Folks, That's what you need to teach your kids. Come on! You can do it. Communicate the that metaphor. to your kids. And while you're at it, get a pair of overalls. <laughs> Be a real gardener. Be a real gardener. Good stuff, folks. Today we're talking communication. You getting it? We've talked about the teens. Gardener metaphor. We've talked about communicating with our spouses. When we come back, talking and communicating with your extended family. It doesn't have to be torture. It could be lovely, beautiful, growing moments for all. When we come back, Merritt will be joining us. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we're talking communication in the family. How do you how do you deal with all the nuances? You know, there's a million communication issues. 
And honestly, this is the funny thing. That's It's in the family where you're supposed to learn to talk and communicate effectively, right? Merit, Merit's here. Merit Meekum, who will be going on a hiatus Hi- starting tomorrow. Hiatus. You're going to do a, a big... Um, Internship. I will be doing an internship in California, and I will be yeah, I will be gone for the summer with all the Hollywood folk. <sighs> yeah, them. You, you know what? You're going to find out not as cool as us. <laughs> sure. Again, not to brag. <laughs> not to brag. brag alert. Brag alert. Brag alert. <laughs> so, Merritt, have you ever sat there at a family event with extended family and wondered? Am I related to them? Because oh, these people are yeah. messed up. All the time. Okay. I think, I mean, there is, there's just some things that are so interesting. One of my biggest fears in life, if not the biggest fear, is that I will either marry the spouse or be the spouse who everybody hates. Because you know how there's always <laughs> like somebody, the one in-law that everybody else you in the family like feel, cannot yeah. Put up with, yeah. I just see it in every single family. There's at least there's there's one person. There is. There's usually more. And that is my greatest fear. Is it really? Yeah. I can I help you with this. Good. Because I'm the one not to brag. I think they like me. They like you, but okay. I've got tricks. There's tricks to being liked. Okay. Like so, a, don't stay anywhere very long. Yeah. Just keep moving. <laughs> just, Always just keep joking. moving. <laughs> They'll never notice. Yeah. So. Yeah, but seriously, I think it's freaking, and I think p- the reason is it's kind of just this weird dynamic, and as we get into extended families, and you just you know you think of probably your siblings or maybe your aunts and uncles, people who've gone out. At one point, you were all living in the same house, yeah. being little kids together, right. and it's kind of hard to translate that relationship that you have with everybody to. 15, 20 years down the line, all of a sudden you will have spouses and it's kind of, it can feel intrusive and it can feel weird. You don't really have that same dynamic anymore. And not only that, but they are your extended family and their lives become detached from yours. You're not experiencing the same things. You didn't choose these people. No. You chose your spouse and your, you didn't choose your family, right? So all of a sudden you're thrown into this mix. Yeah. By the way, in an order. Mm-hmm. And you already have an identity that's pretty much set in stone. <laughs> yeah. And even if you can change your life and be someone different, you're still the little brother that thinks he knows everything. Exactly. Hypothetically, of course. Yeah. So you're you're stuck in this, and it, it's so weird, especially because say one sibling is working in New York at a really fast paced, yeah. high profile company, and somebody else staying in the hometown is working on yeah. their family business. Right. Like it just is completely different, yeah. and your lives become so different that when you come together. Thanks can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Can you pass the potato? Yeah, and I think I think a lot of time. I mean, there are jealousies involved, there right. are regrets, things that are lingering on, and so it all becomes kind of this big, giant mess. I agree. Yeah, and but we call it family. We do, and apparently it's forever. I know it's not going away. It happens. But here's here's one of the big keys I've learned. Um, I learned this from Stephen Covey. Okay. But you, you, you always show loyalty. Mm-hmm. So um, what was the phrase he used? But you don't – you never say anything behind their backs that you wouldn't say in front of their back. So you don't, oh, you he don't... called it loyalty to the absent. Oh, always okay. yeah. stay loyal to the absent. Huh. If they're not there, don't take sides. Don't gang up. Don't back talk. Yeah. Don't bad mouth. I love that. Yeah. You know, and I think it's interesting because a lot of times we think that we're venting and it's healthy because we're yeah. you know, just getting it off our chest. But really what you're doing is you're kind of laying the groundwork for 
worse feelings in oh, the yeah. future. Well, then, then what happens, it seems like it's the same pattern we see in every family is a lot of us have learned to then fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So we might get in an argument and then it, you just everyone just kind of withdraws. Yeah. So one of the next rules I always teach is you got to stay in the game. I that I think that you've got to stay, and even if you can't handle it, it's the minute. Here's why: the minute you stop going to the events, it's over. The minute you stop going, which is the easiest thing to do in an extended family, I'm just not going anymore. Yeah. Then you have this weird thing of how do you ever get back? Yeah. So how do you get back in if you if you quit every time you you haven't gone? It builds this. Wall against you, and yeah, then somebody's you supposed might, to jump. You that might wall. think that you're doing that yeah. well because you're like avoiding conflict, like you don't experience the conflict. But really, what you're doing is just letting it go undiagnosed. Yeah. That's so it right. Can fester. You know, by the way, this is where I see it too. You're, you're going to have a chance to get back in the game with them. It's usually a funeral. Yeah. And there's, and I guess, I mean, I guess that makes it easier because now all of a sudden there's the but energy to. Do hurl you really you want to wait for something no. that horrible mm. to? you know, say sorry to your... And I see it. I see it a lot because I'll go to a funeral with people that I know because I've helped coach them and I know that as a family they're struggling. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. One disaster, one tragedy, one sad event and all of a sudden we can let stuff go. I had a client once that I said... They just fought in front of me, and the mom kept saying, will you fix my kids? And the kids kept saying, will you fix my mom? And it was a big family issue. And I just looked at them, and I said, you know what? There's going to be a day. I just said, you're basically one heartache, one heart attack away from all of this getting fixed. Yeah. And the woman looked at me, and she said, don't say that. And within six months, her husband had a heart attack. He's the one guy they all loved. He's the one guy that never mentioned a word, and he had a heart attack and was in the hospital, and they healed. Yeah. But it's funny. Wow. Life is going to – and I'm right then I decided I'm never saying anything like that yeah, again. Yeah, probably. That's probably I always throw idea. that out there. Like, what if they died? And now I don't say that because they're like, you're a warlord. Uh, you're a warlock. I mean a wizard. It's um, So we always stay in the game. you got to stay in the game. And another one is give the benefit of the doubt. These people oh, yeah. aren't trying to hurt you. No, and I think especially – and again, when it comes to in-laws, a lot of the times I think a bunch of the misunderstanding just comes from being in different family cultures and different yeah. backgrounds. So something that you might assume – I always think what's the one – like in sitcoms and stuff, they always do the thing where somebody like brings a dessert, but it's like the wrong dessert yeah. for whatever reason. You don't like, bring that They one. brought some fancy yeah, hold thing. On. Is there we a like wrong our dessert? Oreos or – you There's know, not a wrong so, dessert, Merit. Dessert might have not been the okay. best. Yeah, like a wrong salad. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah there yeah. we go. Like yeah. with anchovies. Because dessert's always pretty great. You don't want yeah, a salad but if, with you know, or if, because say one one person is trying to make something really special, mm-hmm. so they go out of their way to make something fancy, but then yeah. everybody else just interprets it as them being like better than the rest. Oh yeah. So you have to remember that you come from different cultures, or that you've kind of drifted into huh. different cultures. So, so yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt. My sister, uh, my grandma made the best potato salad on the earth. I love grandma potato salad. I feel gra- grandmas just make it better. Well, well, there's only a few people in the family, it seems like, that have been deemed to have the right to make grandma's potato salad. Okay. So I'm sitting there imagining like you <laughs> yeah. going into some family and then making the sacred potato oh, salad, yeah. and you've crossed a line. I know, and all, or I'll have added something uh-huh. to it. <gasps> did you put pickles in that? Yeah, I would be in trouble. See, don't do that. But if you did, the way we fix that is we'll just give you the, benefit, the benefit of the doubt. doubt. You're yeah. just, you're just a lovely, wonderful person mm-hmm. who likes a little pickle in or her potato tired, salad. Or mm-hmm. was having a bad day. Just, yeah, yeah. Let it go. How about this one? Focus on being a family, not being right. 
I feel like this applies to basically any situation yeah. in life ever to focus on working together instead of being right. What's your goal? Serious. Right. If, if your goal is to be right, then you can have six people, six couples, mm-hmm. right all alone. Yeah. And I think we, we talk about being right, but it's not being correct. No, exactly. You it's know, not being healthy. Just, yeah. You just want to, you want to have the last word. It's, yeah. It yeah. becomes not even about the solution or the answer. It's just about your See. ego. Uh, anytime somebody's fighting to be right, I, in fact, and I derive pleasure not fighting certain things. Yeah. Like knowing that, you know what, I could, I could shut that down. I could take that right now, but I'm not going to. But I, I, but I actually, because to me it's, I have to grow self-control to like, because I would love to just bring this out right now and just slam you. Okay. This Mm -hmm. would be really easy. But usually that only happens when I'm healthy. And effective. <laughs> Sometimes I've lost it, you know, because somebody put pickles in the potato salad. I know. You just don't do that. You don't mess with potato salad. The last rule we use here, or I give, is don't assume talking is the only way to communicate. I love that. Don't you love that? You know, and I find that interesting. It's something that I've learned, especially just personally, is that I have a really, I'm not a great verbal processor. Some people are, so they yeah. have to, they want to talk through their problems. Mm. But for me, I want to go sit in a room by myself, work yeah. through my problems. With dessert. And then, you know, be able to communicate in a way where I can do it more thoughtfully. Yeah. So, you know, email or texting or something that works way better for me. Um, and sometimes I love the idea kind of just, you don't really have to talk it through. Lots no. of times talking through just kind of reopens the wounds. But right. how about like a gesture of peace? Like, like How you're about, bringing like yeah. a royal gift into their yeah, kingdom. That's right. And it's like here is you some the correct potato salad that's that right. I made for you without pickles because I now understand that you care. When and you could have a little bag of salad. pickles to put in yourself. There you go. See? <laughs> I You want to hear this is the number one trick. The number one trick to have all families love you. Serve them. Okay. Talk about them. Let them talk about themselves. When you go, let them talk. Okay. And then what I do, I don't do this, but because I'm lazy. But I found it, when the fights or the weirdness starts, if you just get up and start clearing the dishes and then go do the dishes, huh. you're doing the dishes. Everybody loves you, especially the mom and the dad, and you're out of the fight zone. No you know what? Does. You like seriously just relieve some of my worst All you ever have to do is go do the dishes. The in-law. Because if, okay. if you always do the dishes, guess what's going to happen? You know, I can do – between dishes and making people cookies, I should, I think I'll do well in life. You will do incredibly well, except you haven't made very many cookies on the show lately. Not lately, no. Maybe bring us some cookies. Maybe, maybe just tomorrow saying. since it is Tomorrow's last, last day. We're going to have a party of some sort. Okay. I've got to figure that out. Cookies tomorrow. I think more like Little Caesar's Pizza. <laughs> we could have cookies with Little Caesar's Pizza. They're not mutually exclusive. Good point. Uh, potato salad? Uh, Maybe a little potato I, salad. I'm too nervous to make that right now. I'll give you my grandma's recipe. But I might have the pickles in it. That's good with me. Okay. I don't even care. <laughs> well done, Merritt. Tons of stuff, folks. We're learning to communicate. You know, we're growing up here, folks. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to keep talking communication ideas, how to communicate with your family. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Doing what we can on this program to give you a leg up, to help you find a good life. You know, they don't always just come to you. At some point, you got to make things happen in your life. And that is the purpose of this show, to give you the tools, to give you the ideas, to take your life back. Welcome to the program. Hey, today we're talking family communication. Boy, our last hour, we took it every way you can take it. Interpersonal communication with our spouse, with our teens, with our extended family. Today, right now, uh, Professor Sean O'Neill. Yes, thank you. Is going to be teaching us. The communication model. Well, I, now, again, you're a broadcaster. I am. You've been a journalist. You're probably going to go get a master's degree because we just said it on the radio. No, thanks. Yeah. Now it's going to happen because <laughs> my it's wife's out there. going really. Yeah, we just put it out there. See, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, and you just had my 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 mother is now doing flips. She's like, "Yay, Shawnee's going to get a master's." <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't have to pay for it. I know. <laughs> the joy of working at a university. Exactly. <laughs> so you know the communication model. I do, but the, the reason I know it, and this is the you, you know how you go to college. Yeah. Okay. Now, how much how much of how much of the stuff in college that you learned? Are you actually using today? 3%. Okay. I, I would agree with that. That's probably right. Yeah. I, I would think yeah. this is one of those things that I have never forgotten from my yeah. freshman year in college. Really? Yes. A little, just a simple little communication model. Exactly. I do. I use this. By the way, this is in my book, not to brag. No. I think this is a universal thing. Yeah. That people, everybody should know. Yeah. I, it, I'm even going to add to it at the very end. That's fine. I, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to update it. Because I think it can be used to help people in tons of different situations. Oh, yeah. Like with, even with James and I, we we have communication issues all of the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Because I'm a relationship doctor. He's been calling himself the relationship or the doctor of passion. Right. The doctor of love. See, that, yeah. that's that's the thing is that I'm a PhD in passion, but I'm a, I'm a doctor of love. So, yeah. There's a difference? Yeah. Oh, it is it's it's all it's technical it's but subtle. you would understand. It's See, we need to communicate <laughs> so we can understand yeah. the difference no, it's, here. Uh actually I wanted to clarify something, <laughs> Sean. So are you saying that in my college classes I should only have to pay attention 3% of the time? No, because <laughs> then you're not going to do very well on that final. No, that's true. Except <laughs> if you knew what 3% to pay attention to, I'd Exactly. I, I, I would do that. But that's oh, yeah. If you know, but it it is difficult to know, yes. Okay. I'm just saying that over the years it's not going to all stay in there. <laughs> no. It leaks out. <laughs> it does. It's it's horrible mess, but it's totally worth it. And this model – but this model is – this is big league. This is something that will be around forever. I think this is – yeah, I think so. I know um, uh, my daughter was taking a, a career education class in her high school, and they had people come in and, and do you know career day kind of things, have the father come in and say, oh, I'm a firefighter, I'm this, I'm that. And they, they had me come in, and I did this, yeah. actually. I did this communications model. So that people could learn about it. Let's so if we start off, I've, I've actually drawn it out for yeah, you. I've got it. Not that you haven't seen it before. No, I don't know but, if you know this. We're on the radio. I know. But I'm going to hold but up. I'm going to have people get their own piece of paper. Yeah, that's good. And they can draw it out. It's great. No, it's very So good. on the left-hand side, you just draw a circle. Circle. About a medium-sized circle for the page. Mm-hmm. And then on the very right-hand side of the thing, draw another circle. Similar size. You can put an S and an R in that circle, yes. in both circles. Okay, slow down. James is doing this. Oh, okay. James is doing it. Both time. circles get an S and an R? Yeah. yeah and you okay. can cut it in half. You can have the S in one half and the R in one half. Mm-hmm. Okay? S stands for sender. Yes. You've got to have somebody to originate 
the whatever is going to be communicated. Somebody's sending a message. Exactly. Okay. They think of something they want to say to another person. Since we're talking about interpersonal communications, right. this is going to be like a conversation. Yeah. By so the way, we right now are being the senders. Exactly. They are being the receivers in non inter this is that's in mass communication. Correct. Okay. Now the the circle over on the left is a receiver. Yes. Now I had you put an S and an R in both. The receiver is going to receive the message, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh but at the same time, if you're having a conversation, the the receiver is going to eventually become a sender. Oh yeah. And the sender's gonna well, become a receiver. Check so this you out. How many times have you said to your kids Hey, come here. I want to talk to you. And they yes. look at you and they roll their eyes. Oh, and then of course. That, by the way, I say, come here. I want to talk to you. That's the sender. The right. receiver rolls his eyes. Oh, that's... So he received the message and is sending a message simultaneously. Yes, exactly. And then that makes me mad. Oh. So now I'm receiving... And then off we go. Oh, yeah. See that? It just starts. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like Indiana Jones and the ball rolling down that's the exactly hill. exactly right. Just start running. <laughs> exactly. So you want to send a message. Sure. So you draw a line from the sender over to the receiver. Yep. That's your message going across from the sender to the receiver. So what is a message? Could be an eye roll. Yeah. It could be verbal communication. It can be verbal. It could be nonverbal. It could be a letter. It could be a hand signal. It could be a hand signal. I've seen My that. daughter's taking sign language. So I, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking because I was driving here. I saw a hand signal. <laughs> exactly. Somebody's turning left. Yeah. But there's many different messages that you can use. Right. Or that you you want to communicate. So anything tell can your be wife a message. You love her. Right. Your wife wants to smack you in the head I, for some I reason. I could give. I gave. I gave uh, one of my kids' friends an Easter bunny. Oh, a Reese's peanut butter cup Easter bunny. Cool. Now that's just a message that you're sure. one of our family members because you were here during Easter. I like you. Here's a gift. Yeah. Sure. And then you know, don't get it in the car. Don't let it melt. But how does that message get to somebody? I that's called time. a channel. Okay. Yeah, you got to get it through something. Right. The channel is is how you send the message, whether it's with your voice, mm-hmm. uh, or you have it in the printed word. Maybe you use a telephone. Yeah. Any of those things are how, a channel. Yeah, whatever method you communicated it through. Right. But that message going across that's that has to go through some sort of channel, whether it's written, verbal, or. Yeah. Nonverbal or whatever. See, but channels in interpersonal communication, they're not always – we don't always know – we don't always pick the right channel. That's true. Right? Because I, I, sometimes I'll text something mm-hmm. that I probably had to wait and talk to them about. Sure. Yeah. That can help. Pick your channel carefully. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah. That's you, good. You don't want to be watching sports when the wife wants to right. you know, watch something else. That's a great point. Very good point. So you've picked your channel. Yep. You've sent your message to the receiver. Now, when you pick your channel and you send your message, you're doing something right there. That's yeah. called encoding. I'm putting the message into a code. You're putting it into a form, into spoken language, or maybe you're putting it – you're putting down the meaning into message. That's what you're encoding. Yeah. You're putting meaning into the message. Yep. Meaning that hopefully your receiver is going to understand. Well, which means when you're encoding your message and choosing your channel, you ought to know your audience. Exactly. Because what's the best way for my wife to hear this? It's Maybe I ought not text it. I ought to just wait to tell her mm-hmm. that. You is know. your channel a spoken word, but you're yelling? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's or good. is it a whisper? Yeah. Anyway, like she doesn't know I almost died today. There, oh yeah, in a fire. Hypothetically, okay. hypothetically died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. She doesn't. Why are you laughing? <laughs> because it's it's uh, it's a hypothetical laugh. Okay. Don't worry. 
That makes sense. <laughs> that makes but sense. Now, at the same time that you're encoding, your receiver has to be able to decode this message. Right. So if, so I, if, if I don't know you, I may not I may not know how sure. to decode your message. If like if I say the phrase "come stai," yeah, muy bien, y tú? Yeah. See, but you're speaking Italian. Yeah, I am, and I'm speaking Spanish. Right. Two different languages. Right. But we understood each other. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't even practice that. <laughs> no, we didn't. James but is sitting over. He's he's if amazed. I said, if I said something in Russian, yeah, say something, which I can't. Um, <laughs> Do svidania. Namaste. There you go. <laughs> That's in yoga. Okay. <laughs> the you language of yoga. yoga. You didn't know yoga was a language, but <laughs> namaste is a no. yoga language. But that, that, so That's your, your receiver has to be able to decode right. the message. Yeah. If you're, if you're encoding it into a, a way that the, the receiver cannot decode, it ain't going to happen. By the way, teens, are you oh, speaking yeah. teen? If you don't uh-huh. speak teen, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm hip and I speak teen. Mm-hmm. Totes. Wow. Totes. Wow, Sean, you're hip. Thank you good. very much. No, I think he means totes, totes. my goats, totes hip, totes my goats. <laughs> that's not so. I hip. have I have two teenage daughters, so <laughs> okay, that's really hip. You're hip. Ah, uh, so you have all this. You know, you, if you draw a line back from the receiver to the sender, by the way, on yeah. your little thing, yeah, that's called feedback. Yeah, which is constantly happening. Exactly, like you said. Yeah, your kid rolls their eyes when you can say, oh, "Come here, I need to talk that's to you." Right. I mean, like if somebody looks at their watch, hmm. mm-hmm. like that's weird in studio because we always have to look at the clock when someone's talking. Exactly. And if I, some people like that's feedback to be quiet. Yeah. Now there's also something called noise. Yes. And this can be very harmful. That was to this. my car last week. <laughs> All full of noise. Different kinds of noises though. Yeah. You have physical noise. If something's too loud, you, you're not going to be able to talk back and yeah. forth. But what about physiological noise? You got biological influences. Let's say you're sick. Yeah. Your ears are plugged up and you can't hear because you're sick. What if you're sick and tired? Or you're hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's psychological noise. Yeah. You got these preconceptions. Uh-huh. How about a bias? Yeah. You just you or just assumptions. Swore. <gasps> we don't swear. Yeah, you exactly. Swore. Mm-hmm. And that just threw you off. Or maybe you think, you know, all people who speak a foreign language are not exactly smart. Yes. See this? That's all noise. All people with with acne are, uh-huh. you know, naive. Right, young. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or semantic noise. Mm. Word choices. Yeah. Maybe you don't understand a word somebody used. Well, you don't that's, know the definition. You know what? By the way, that's BYU radio. <laughs> <laughs> They're all using these big highfalutin words. But if you want to see what I did was I just drew a, a squiggly line across the message, and that's the noise. That's it. So it, it, it there's also, your model. So this might be psychological noise, but it's. If if the person saying it is the wrong messenger for the message. True. So if somebody you know is a big liar and they're talking about honesty. Yeah. And you're like, mm, 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 mm-hmm. liar. Mm-hmm. That's a great model. Okay, let me add one like a, little like thing. Like a politician, you mean? One cool thing. Like a politician. Anyway, I was about to do an interpretation. I had, I had a voice I was going to do, but I'm not doing it. Ethel? No. Oh. I'm not even going to do it because it, it's not politically. It, it's politically motivated. See that control? Mm-hmm. I pulled it back in. I did not. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do. But here's the deal. One other thing I want to add to this, because we don't always receive, in fact, never do we really receive the message that you intended me to get. I would agree. You yeah. Know what I mean? Not the exact no. one, no. So what I like to use is instead of the word receiver, I like to use the word interpreter. Mm-hmm. So I have to interpret what you're saying and I really need – I'm, I'm kind of guessing – I mean, 
you kind of you'll get a lot of the information to me. Sure. But I still have to decide what it means. When my child at 11:30 at night after bringing him home from an amusement park throws a fit mm-hmm. and tells me he hates me. <laughs> he sent a message of hate. Yes. Everything in the message is he hates me. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I can interpret he doesn't really hate me. Right. He's just throwing a fit cuz he's too tired. And everybody can reinterpret that's one of the great human well, benefits. That's, that's where I think the feedback comes in. Yeah, I like because that. you can I mean, you can offer feedback to make sure you understand what the sender is yeah. sending to you. But how many times do people take it literally? No, no, no. Oh, you yeah. said. I know. You I know. I hear it all the I've time. Done that. He's the first one that said divorce. You said divorce. I never said divorce. I told you to die. I never said <laughs> I wanted to divorce you. And then I, all of a sudden we're fighting at, over I the semantics. At the letter. I didn't. <laughs> that's so true, Sean. That's great. That's a great model. The communication model. Yeah, I think it's something. It's something I've actually. It, Get a little personal here. Something I tried to live by, actually. I know. Well, you're even getting teary. I know. It's, it's just a model, It's important. Sean. It's a great model. And by the way, Sean's wife is listening. Yeah. She's, she so, she sent ahead. me a Facebook Give message. Give us a text. Send us a text. Let us know how Sean really lives this model. The good stuff. We're going to take a break. When we, uh, when we Don't come back. Her. I know. It's, it's getting crazy. <laughs> when we come back, Megan Progress is in the house. Meg is going to be joining us. Uh, She really, you know what, you know she's going to bring it home for us today. Tons of fun stuff as we talk about communicating as a family. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, Meg Conley's in the house. Uh, we're talking about potential hair colors for Maddie or for um, Meg. My name is Meg. Yeah. Maddie's well, the hot redhead. <laughs> we've never called her that on the show. <laughs> you don't call her the HR, hot redhead? No, HR won't let us do oh, that. Oh, I think I can, though. We just call her Maddie Richards. Oh, I think, I think I'm allowed to call her you, that. You totally are. You're yeah. not employed here. Yeah. So you they can, can't fire me. They can't fire you. I don't know if you want to go on the air, but you're talking hair color. Yeah, here's the thing. I need like a drastic change, and why? I'm thinking. Well, the why here? Okay, this you know totally fits in with the show. Okay, okay, for sure. yeah. Are you yeah, ready for this? Totally. Mind I've been blown. waiting all okay. day. Well, so it's it's been a rocky year, right? Yeah, Already. You've, yeah, you've had a tough year. It's been a tough year, and I think that sometimes when you feel out of control, you want and maybe um, to change your hair instead of figuring out what's actually going on with yourself uh-huh. instead of communicating with yourself. So, yeah. Yes, you just decided to dye your hair purple. And that's okay. kind of <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, my grandma did it. <laughs> yeah, with the blue, yeah. the blue hair wash. But right. it's hot. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> it sounds it's it's it's. I don't think she had a choice. I mean, you go once your hair is white or gray. I think you've only you got to go with a pastel. Right. Well, see, I've done everything else. I've been a blonde. I've been a redhead. I've had black hair, and I'm like, I have never had Easter egg colored hair. Hmm. And it's something you can change. You can cut it off. Sure. You can dye it again. So after this show, I'm going to go get it dyed. I just, I have, we're going to take a straw poll and figure okay. out if it should, today, okay. here, well, let's and figure straw. out if it should be lavender. Um, <laughs> so so one of your choices is lavender. Yes. But I, I guess, can I give you some others? I sure. mean, are, are you open? <laughs> are you open to some other colors? Yes. yes. Uh, okay. 
personally, before I dyed my hair, if I were you, I would shave my head. Before you dyed it any color? Any color. Or just left? I'd shave it all off. You want to change? You shave your head. Here's the thing. It kind of worked. Right for, off. It kind of worked for Britney Spears. Uh, she shaved her head and her career like really rebounded. Okay. Have you followed her whole career? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be following <laughs> Britney's career moves. Come on. That is like great workout music. Hey, here's the thing though. Yeah. Twitter at BYU Radio. You Ooh. can give us a little straw poll. Give us the hair I'm color. I'm excited about this. Twitter at BYU Radio. And we will we'll be following that, and we're going to get you a hair color. Okay. Or so can I give like three options? Get, you, you can give yours. I'll give mine. Okay. So here are my thoughts. Let me. I got to write these down okay, because ready? I don't want to miss this. Okay. So lavender, <laughs> um, kind of like that, like trashy blonde, where it's like, d- did she come out of a dumpster? Yeah. Or is How that, did she get the like, trashy? What blonde? happened there? That's the other option, right? Or like lavender. dark with um. You know, some Holly Go Lightly highlights in front, you know, well, Breakfast uh, at Tiffany style. Okay, okay, sure, sure. Those are the options. Those so, are my three. Okay, let me just write these down. Uh, <laughs> again, we can go lavender, which, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit... Um, I have green eyes. Okay. I think that you're, I think your listeners need to know that. You do have, uh, uh, by the way, beautiful green eyes. It's one of my best features. Lavender, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just call that Dame Edna Lavender. <laughs> If I should be so lucky, I should be so lucky. <laughs> you should be so lucky to have hair color after Dayman or dumpster diver blonde. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like messy, like Meg Ryan. Okay. in her movies yeah. after like a really bad day. Uh huh. I, I, I think but your see, listeners hair, understand what I'm saying. Well, but yeah. are you talking the hair design, like the haircut, or like the all, color? All of the above. Okay, it's a complete package. There, uh-huh. it's like it's okay. like Meg Ryan sure. post 1995 yeah. or black. With like some like dark dark brown with like Holly Go Lightly Breakfast at Tiffany like highlights in front. Wow. Those are my three options. Okay, let me give you three more. <laughs> I'm gonna give you three more. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, shaven, clean. Yes, okay, clean Great. shaven. I kind of have an odd shaped head. All the better. So I'm a little concerned All the about better. that. Okay. No, seriously, nothing more funny than that. <laughs> Are we going for funny? What's what are you going for? Statement. Yeah. I'm oh, not that'll super, do it. I'm not super picky right now. Bald. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have like a major indentation. No, I just feel like there's like a ledge in back. Oh, yeah. Maybe no, like kind of like head. caveman uh-huh. style. Oh, yeah. Like I'm feeling yeah. it. I don't did, know how great um, that would be. When you were young, did your head go flat? When you were a baby, did I'm your... still very young. Well, when you were a baby. No, before my your growth plates me. grew they together, held they, held they held you. Yeah, so it didn't. You happen. didn't have to wear the thing that sure. makes it round. Right. Okay, yeah. so shaven. Let's just call it shelf shaven. Okay, <laughs> to show the shelf off. Um, see, I'm thinking more styles than I am color. Sure. I guess guys don't always go for the color. So okay, my husband wants me to cut it like a pixie, like super short. Ah. Uh. Because I've got really curly hair. Yeah, that would be cute. And so super short. That's what he wants. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, pixie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know about pixie. I, I like the cut. Pixie sure. cut. But sure. I guess we're not going to worry about a color then. So if right. I if I could get you a good haircut, yes. <laughs> would you not need to color it? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. It so like a change, you know? Pixie. And like I can't. I shouldn't go get a tattoo. Probably. No, sure. Have One you? Shouldn't. Why not do the Trump? You know, Donald Trump's got a seriously I cool do. I actually have the texture for that. that you is do? A no, really, when I see your hair. That is a really good And I don't know why, but when I see your hair, I think Donald Trump. You should be nice to me. I'm the best thing that happens to your radio show <laughs> once a week. You have no idea. 
You have no idea. You're getting a big head. I know. I that's you need the other, to shave That's it. the other problem with the shave thing. I actually do have a very large head, like in proportion Has anybody, to like most people's heads and maybe my, also my own body. Have you ever had hurt someone when you walk by and go, heed, look no, at the size of that cranium. No, and if Mike Myers said that to me at some point, I would my life made. Like, I could just made. die happy. Would that not be, be the coolest thing? But, like, my head's a lot bigger than my husband's, so, like, our engagement pictures, yeah. like, bad. Bad news <laughs> bears. Yeah, like, our two heads together, and uh, mine just looks like it's going to, like, yeah. just bad. It's like a big cranium. It's, it's yeah. like a what? It's like, it's like an orange on a toothpick. An orange on a toothpick. I think that means I'm skinny, though, so thank you. Oh, you're a, thank you for you're that. a pixie stick is what you are. <laughs> uh, Twitter at BYU Radio. How, we need your ideas. How should Meg sure. Do sure. her hair. Yeah, this is this We're is a going, crisis. Again, any idea you've got would be well accepted because <laughs> I don't think we've got the right idea. We could go Dame Edna Lavender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dumpster diver blonde. Yeah, like Meg Ryan on a bad day. Yes. And dark brown with some pick. What would you call it? So oh. like with some like some highlights in front, like Holly Golightly. You like, keep saying I feel Holly like Golightly. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Have you never seen that? Yeah. Audrey Hepburn when she plays. But, you get it? Yeah. yeah. He knows what I'm talking okay. about. Come on. That's like shelf, one of the best pop culture shaving, references. Just shaving bald just shaving, so we yeah, can see right. your back shelf yeah, on the your shelf, head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Pixie, there. Yeah. which is really what your husband wants. And I, you know what? I'm, I might just defer to what he thinks. <laughs> or the Donald Trump. We call that the Donald Trump Here's the hump. thing. That would look kind of punk, the Donald Trump thing. Oh, yeah. I might do that. That might be it. Meg. I'm going to show up next week. Come on. <laughs> you don't dye your hair. Here's the thing. Were you really going to leave this place and go get your hair? No, done? like I really have an appointment at six. I'm not joking. Because <laughs> your your bag, it's interesting. Your bag choice is interesting. Purple, Purple yeah. Purple, which would go with your lavender hair. Sure. So you've thought this through. Sure, I've thought you're, it through. You're going to get lavender. I'm, I'm right. We'll see. We'll 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 will BYU still let me talk here if I have? Well, sure. Hair? It's not TV. Okay. <laughs> we just would never mention your hair on the air. <laughs> her hair died that day. Yeah. That's what you guys would the say. The day her hair died. <laughs> That, we'll have we'll like yeah we'll have a tribute show the day Meg turned you know what maybe uh, it would be better to just go talk to somebody well therapist, here's the thing work through your this is what I wanted to talk about today Perfect. you guys are talking about communication yeah. and I think that we're so focused on communicating with others that we don't always take time to communicate with ourselves yes and huge. so I would love to talk about let's that, talk about it because that's something I'm working on because right I talk to myself all the way down here to do the show I'm sure like in a golem voice. Yes. I don't know how to do a Gollum. That was like Yoda. That was Yoda. I only know Yoda. He's That's my, a really good Gollum. Do you know Gollum? Can you do a Gollum? James I don't think can I can do, do it. it. Yes, I, you no. could. He no. practices. But I, is it wrong to talk to yourself? No. And 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 self-talk, we've talked about that before. Yeah. That's super important. But I think sometimes um, that can be complicated when you don't understand what you want. You don't understand what you want to communicate to other people. And so you need to... To value yourself enough to sit down and say, okay, what am I trying to say? And sometimes that means sitting down with an objective third party. I am all yes, for therapy. I am too. And I think that it is. In fact, I, I just wrote this on my blog yesterday, but I, I've been having a hard time since my dad died. A lot of things have changed. My role has changed. You know, the, the person who kind of narrated the universe for right, me is right. gone. Yeah. And um, I've been doing it on my own and it's been okay. But um, yesterday I decided it was time to go talk to somebody about it. Because I didn't understand. Yeah. I don't always understand what I'm trying to communicate to right. myself. And so I think that we need to be more open about that. But too. there's such a stigma around it, right? Well, yeah, because, you know, if you were strong. Right, 
Right. Or where's your husband? Or like if you so, had, yeah. if you had clear eyes about like if you were doing things right, mm-hmm. if you if you understood what life was about, then you wouldn't feel this confusion. That's but, right. But so it's like you're broken. That's why. Yeah. You are. You're not broken, but you need to go process. Right. It's almost like you can't get it out of you. Right. And you can't process it. Right. And so then you think you're broken because you can't process it. Right. But that's just the human condition, that's right? It. That's it. That's exactly it. And so we need to, you know, be willing to help let people guide us. Yeah. And, and then we can guide ourselves. That's, that's why, okay. by the way, that's why we call the, uh, that's why this show is about the guide on the side. We're, uh, so we're, good. Thank you very much. We're talking <laughs> with Meg Conley, potential Dame Edna uh, hair color coming up. We'll see again. If you have some uh, advice for her hair, give us a, give us a Twitter Give us a tweet. Pink tweet is op- also an option. Okay. I should just put that out there. Well, actually, any uh, pastel <laughs> that's popular sure. during the Easter season. <laughs> Twitter at BYU Radio. Let us know what you think about Meg's hair color. We're going to take a break. Come back. Meg's going to keep teaching us how we can talk to ourselves in a more effective, healthy way. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. That's Sean O'Neill as Gollum. He, I think he was talking about your hair color. My precious. It is precious. Lavender. It's, it's going to be great. Uh, again, we're here with Meg Conley from MeganProgress.com. Yeah, that's me. Two children, Xanadu and Xylophone. That would be awesome if that was their name. Like, um, seriously, think about it. Zulu? They'd be rappers. <laughs> That would be phenomenal. But I, I could way, retire. I could see you having a rapper child. Totally. Totally. Because my my girls are fierce. Are they fierce? Oh, they're where do so they hardcore. Get that? It must be your husband. I can't imagine. Mm-mm. I can't imagine where. It what comes color from. is their hair? Well, so far it's blonde, but it can be whatever they want to be as soon as they're twelve. Is it dumpster d- diver blonde? No, sadly for them. Okay. Yeah, they're a little well, bit young. They're for young. That look, yeah. you know, being only five and two. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> you know what? Let them get through seven. That's what I think. Just get through puberty, then you and can then start let's dyeing their hair. Meg all Ryan you want. on a bad hair day. Hair. I love your topic today. Again, we're talking communication, but Meg jumped right into, "Hey, maybe we ought to not talk as much to everyone else, but maybe we ought to get our own selves in order." Right. Right. And let, then that might actually make our other communication more effective. Right. And here's the thing. That's scary. Yeah. Anytime that we have to sit down and be self-aware, yeah. that's terrifying. Right. And and it probably should be. I mean, yeah. to have to sit down and be alone with yourself. And, yeah. Oh, None I can't us, stand. That's yeah. why we're always on our, you know, iPods or, you know, streaming Netflix 12 shows at mm. a time. We don't know how to be, how to contemplate anymore. <laughs> why are you laughing? I love streaming Netflix. Well, I do it occasionally. Do you? Like, I, I like it. But Have I'm you just seen saying, the show Lost? No. That's a metaphor for my life. <laughs> just go you know, watch it. I'm just too young. Like, I was oh, so man. young when it was on, and so I just couldn't. <laughs> you pull that card every day, but you're the only one in the room that wants bluish, lavenderish hair. Uh, I'm just a really complicated person. You are. But I think, I think that if we, if we learn to be by ourselves and to contemplate, um, we would be much more comfortable in everyday interactions. I think you're right. And so there are times when we are... You know, life is good. We are content. And I still think it's important to do that, to understand yourself. And then there are other times when things feel like they're 
slipping away or you don't know what direction you're going into, you know, things feel out of control or um, what, whatever the case may be. And sometimes you need an objective party yeah. to listen. And unfortunately, most of the time, that's not your friend who no. has her other issues right. going on or knows only a part of you. Yeah. And sometimes it's not a spouse because you want a disinterested party. Yeah. This, your spouse wants what's best for you, but they have an they idea have an of what they think like, is best like, for like, you. Like, do not do your hair that color. Right. So I have an agenda, because <laughs> like, we're eventually we're going to take pictures of the people on this show. Sure, sure. And you're like, people need to take <laughs> yeah. you seriously, Meg. Right. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that ship sailed? Yeah, that yeah. ship sailed a long time ago. No, really, I, and I, I really, you can have your hair color anyway. I know, I know. You respect me as a professional. I totally do. No, yeah, I totally do. Totally. But I also, I just bought some cotton candy. Right. <laughs> I can't have your hair look like cotton candy. Are you afraid you're going to try and like eat it mm-hmm. the next time that I come mm-hmm. in? You'll make me salivate. That's Nothing awesome. worse. Salivation is the enemy to good radio. I can see that actually. Put that on your bumper sticker. Sure, sure. The next time I get a bumper sticker made custom, yeah. that is what I will get. So. Well, that's a great. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's a great line. That's a great line. You um you brought up a really cool point, and I forgot it. <laughs> it was that's about. It was about. Um, because like therapists, oh, friends. Yes. Because our friends aren't, so the benefit of a therapist is they're an independent third party that yes. knows kind of what you need is just right. somebody to just hold up what you're saying, yes. not judge it and let you go through it and right. process it. Right. Our friends have an agenda. Exactly. They also, they want to help you. Yes. And yes. heal you. And, and they I've, think healing yes. you is like, shh, quit saying those words. <laughs> Shut that thing under your nose. Because I don't think that's good to say those things. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. And so and so then, um, and you don't need to see yourself through your friends or even through your spouse or your children. You need to see yourself through yourself. And a yeah. therapist will help you do that. You have to be careful. There are lots of bad therapists yeah, out there. Yeah, that's the hard part. You I mean, it's find terrifying because you're letting someone into your right. brain. And so you need, to, you need to find good references and, you know... Um, do your research, but I think I think that once you do, I think that everybody should sit down every couple years yeah. and say, "I'm going to buy a five a five week package to therapy, Holy and then cow. I'm going to I'm going to whether I feel like I have things to work through or not, and I'm going to recenter myself, and I'm going to understand what I'm trying to communicate both to myself and others, and then I'm going to go out and conquer the world because yes. holy cow, that's what I'm supposed to do. I think it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I really do. Or just watch or listen to the Matt Townsend show. Well, that's good too. You yeah. have you have great advice. Oh, please. Or or pay Matt Townsend to do like give do me a the call. One eight five five chat Matt. No, I don't know if that's. I uh, don't don't call that. Number. Don't call. That number. I have no I idea where that's going. Do not call that number. Um, <laughs> I I think you're right on. Now, now think of this. Yes. So because I'm dying to get into your head. Because. <laughs> <laughs> There is so much. It's See, like a playland. Friends, so you can't be my therapist. So I could not do that no, for you. No, no. I'm friends. not sure anyone <laughs> could really be your therapist. You might be beyond therapy. I think that what's going to happen, so my first appointment's next week. I think that what's going to happen is I'm going to go in and <laughs> I'm going to play both roles. Yeah. And when I leave, the therapist is going to be like, I'm really glad you were able to work that out for yourself. Yeah. And I probably just need a place that feels safe. Yeah. And if, so that office will feel safe to me. If you want to, 
pay me. <laughs> to come, listen to Come me to my talk. office. I won't be there. And you just work <laughs> great, it out. Great. Great. <laughs> and I'll give you, you can use my Netflix pass. The, well, you know, Netflix really let me down. I tried Breaking Bad the other day. It was like the worst show I've ever Don't seen. Don't do that. No, it's horrible. That's broken. It was broken. <laughs> broken yeah. badly. It was no good. So watch Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay, let's get back into your head. <laughs> so, um... But you have to have found something you already do. Like, I know you like to do gardening, I guess. Oh, no, no you don't. You hate doing gardening. No. <laughs> okay. Are we even friends? You probably could be my therapist, actually. Yeah. You don't know me at all. You. Because <laughs> okay. like you're to about write. to buy a house with a big yard. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you buy a big yard? Because that's a lot of work. And I just, then... I would pay people to do okay. the work. Oh, you're just. That's basically sure. what I would do. But I do love to write. And so that's for right. me, that's a very creative outlet. So that is and how I'm you able... vent and that's get it out. That's how I vent. And you know, that's another thing. So on my on my blog this Monday, I just did like a quick little post about things that were going on. And, and you know, I'm I'm blessed. I have a lot of readers and people are, um, I've, I've, uh, create a lot of friendships and connection through the website. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I wrote was that I haven't been writing as much lately because um, because I have a lot of pain right now. Yeah. And I don't want to just write about my grief and pain constantly because I'm trying to maintain this uplifting dialogue. And I got, um, there were a couple comments, but then so many emails, people saying, um, we're here to share each other's grief. Like, please write about it. It makes me feel really? less alone when See, you write about it. Look at the quandary it. you have. Just, but it was very interesting. Yeah. And so- I do think that we need to be to be open with each other. I mean, I was talking to a friend yesterday after I'd made this appointment with a therapist, and she said, I have felt like I need to go to therapy for years, but, um, but I've been ashamed. And yeah. I've thought, who goes to therapy? And she said, I'm making the call now because I know that you're going. And so there See? are things that we can be open about That's without right. like bleeding in front yeah. of people um, that, where we can help each other and, and lift each other up. And, and that's when we communicate our um, challenges as well as our insights, that, that's some, a way to help, to help our fellow man. So that's, that's great. Cool. Win-win. Well, and it seems like you have, your own, you have your own standard for what you want out publicly. Sure, sure. But do you have your own mechanism to write about your own private concerns? Yeah. A right. journal. Yeah, I, I, yeah, personal essays. Could you just, just send that to me? <laughs> You're like, she is as crazy as I thought I she would was. love to read that. <laughs> Could I be a case study? Yes. In like something? Okay. <laughs> just so you know, you already are a case study. <laughs> yes. It's basically all know I've this. ever wanted. We've Matt. been doing a study <laughs> on you for the last three years. That's why I was invited uh-huh. to be a contributor. Oh, yeah. You're like, let's get Megan. I didn't even, I thought you were a loose cannon, so I didn't even want you. But then they're like, <laughs> she'll be a great addition to the study they just told me they told me i couldn't curse on air and then i was welcome to be here as long as i want yeah so you've done a great job so far you have I'm not cursed and you know what this is the first time i've heard you want to do anything radical radical yeah i'm well and that's the thing i'm I mean, not usually and by the way look at that that's just so radical i'm gonna dye my hair oh my gosh <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, in the weeks immediately after my dad's death, I wanted to get, and I'm not um, someone who thinks that tattoos are a super good deal, but um, I was like, I'm going to tattoo a cast iron onto my arm because we always cooked in my grandpa's cast iron, and that yeah. represents my dad. Can <laughs> my, I? my husband was like, so, <laughs> you want to tattoo a cooking pot on your, on your arm just forever, just, just like a pot. Can, can, <laughs> I I give, like, can I give you some advice? I was advice? like, that's a bad idea. I've got some advice. Yeah, I'll hold off on that. <laughs> just, just carry a cast iron pot around for a while. Right. If you, well, just carry so it around I for found, a year. I'm finding other ways to memorialize yeah. and, and, and carry things with me. So. <laughs> Symbolically. You know what's really interesting? Um, we keep mentioning hair. Yes. <laughs> and there's two people in the room that seem really angry about that. Awkward. Yeah. I'm kind of bitter. I <laughs> So, you know what? Wait, who's the really 
he's like the super hot actor. He was in like The Abyss. Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. Been bald forever. Yeah. And like that man needs no hair. Robert Duvall. See? I, I am still in love with Robert Duvall. Okay, but notice what you're doing. No you're hair. making a case for being shaven. Oh, Shelf put one in that. Put one under that. Column. Actually, you gave yeah, us one two. Yeah, point, one point. Actually, two points. But here's the thing: hair is not necessary for men, or for maybe women. I'm I think. Sure see, how I feel it, if that. you were a true feminist, you'd understand it's not necessary <laughs> for either of us. It might be. It might be necessary for me. Really? For the sh- for a little while. Yeah. To hide. Yeah. Behind. Right. To hide my my shame for being a woman. Carry carry the metal pot around. <laughs> That'll help around. That'll help a lot. Meg, you're the best. Thank you. I'm always so happy to be here. By the way, are you sick of my negative comments on your blog? Yeah, I just would appreciate if you would keep them, um, you know, family friendly from yeah. now on. That would be great. That's a good so, point. That would be great. That's a great point. <laughs> Constructive criticism. You know what's funny? I Have you noticed, by the way, talking about communication, I'm really sick and tired Uh-oh. of certain people going on open chat forums like on a newspaper and commenting sure. About how stupid people are, even yeah, though they like just the, lost somebody. Right, the trolls. Uh, yeah. Is that what they call them? Trolls. Yeah, yeah they're awful. Well, um, they've done all these studies on people who comment like that lately, and they're just really unhappy, sad, they're pathetic unhealthy. people. Yeah. See, they should take your advice and go see a therapist. They should. Or they should. color or their therapist. hair. Listen, we all just need an outlet, right? Yeah. Also, I have a bone to pick. Oh, but uh, anyway, I... <laughs> we got to get going. We got to go. Oh, it's right there. There's the time. I'm going to be back, and I'll just say it then. Do you want to... Um... You said the last time that we were made of stardust, and you made fun of me, <laughs> but it's totally true. Sure. All the elements in the Earth were forged in a star, and then the star exploded, and the elements make up our universe, so we're all made of stardust. And you tried to laugh me out of the studio last time, but bam. <laughs> Redeemed. <laughs> That's amazing, Matt. Wow. Uh... <laughs> See, I used to get in trouble for talking about unicorns. This is not the same thing. This is truth. Stardust. It's, by the way, did you see the red moon? Yeah, I stayed up all night to watch it. So did I. It was. Fun- did you really? It was phenomenal. Did you really? I, I would not have picked you for someone that would do that. I'm super impressed right now. Thank you. Way to go, Matt. I'll show you the pictures. Uh, the, it actually doesn't look like a, it doesn't look like a moon. No, looks it looks like, a, like in the cell phone pictures, it doesn't it's look It's an great. eraser tip. Yeah, right. And you're like, but it was it was magnificent. It was when fantastic. It was happening, huh? And where I was, incredible. Yeah. My you get son, it. You have a very nice I view. actually didn't. I stayed up. I, I, want, I set my alarm. Mm-hmm. I'm old. I can't stay up. <laughs> I mean, I'm fighting fires one minute. I can't sure, stay up all day. It's very complicated. But I had to go out and get my son, who had fallen asleep on top of our car. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Yeah, he's 30. Or manly, either way. It was yeah. manly. He's 16 years old. I'll show you my pictures. Um, That's awesome. Of the the red moon. It was so cool. I thought of you. I, I was so cool. I was I was out there by myself because my could, husband was sleeping. I, inv- I imagined you running on your toes with your lavender I was, hair. I was bawling. Capturing stardust. I was bawling. Were you really? By myself. It was gorgeous. It was so amazing. It was a sacred moment. I know. It was phenomenal. It was, it was sacred. And I love nature. You don't need to cry. Oh, I cry all the time. I know. We'll work on that. <laughs> We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend. Are you going to stick with us for our last yeah, segment? You got to, Meg. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to get crazy. Stick with us, <laughs> folks. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. 
Hey, today uh, we've been talking communication. Every which way, but loose. (laughs) Every direction you can communicate, family, friends, kids, teens, marriage, even meta-communication inside, going inside. Meta-communication? We're going to call it (laughs) mega-communication because Meg Conley's still joining us here. Meg, you're just crazy. (laughs) I know. We're, we're doing Aren't our we final all? segment, and it's got your name written all over. It's called Mad Gabs. This actually makes me nervous. I'm not good at this kind of stuff. You know, that's yeah. why we're doing it. <laughs> we want to see the train wreck. I've never that's... seen any of this. I, they don't let me know any of these things till we get there. It's very confusing. So, uh, Michael Pond, is yes. this a game that you play on your dates? Oh, uh, almost. You know, it's a good first date activity yeah. to figure out if they're worth it. You know, if they're worth oh, wow. my time. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. we need, because communication is so important. Wow. That's amazing. So uh, this is going to be. She's still looking a game. at my firefighting pictures. Just so you know, we do need to make that calendar. We need to For make real. that happen. Men of the Matt Townsend Fire Department. It'd just be you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Men, man, one man. Man. Okay, let's go to Mad Gav. Sorry to interrupt, but it's I never see Meg. So, I never get to no, see. No, it's her. fine. Okay, so, <laughs> Take so, your time. No, man. no, no. Just let's just continue with the show. All how, right. How do we do this? Mike? So, so we got these these sentences. Okay. With uh, I don't know. Do we have an example that we can use? Yeah. It's right a here. combination of words. Okay. That aren't actually uh, what we're trying to say, but there's a message within that combination of words. Sure. And so, if you have good communication skills, you're probably going to be able to decipher sure. and pick out the the real message in there. Okay. So should you, I do it right here? Yeah. So. Say the uh, combination of words. Do I, do I go slowly when I say the combination? Well, if you say it quicker, then it's going to be easier okay. for the person. So I'll go really to, slow. Yeah. Okay, ready? Oh, I'm listening. Yeah, Meg, yeah. You, first, you have first, to... first say it slow I will, and then sure. say it quick. Watch, chew, ear, nut, washer. <laughs> so he's got those words in there. Say. Are you still going? Watch, <laughs> chew, ear, nut, washer, che. Now say che. it a little quicker, Matt. Come on. What you hear, not what your che. What your che. What you hear, not what your che. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> watch your watch you hear, not wash your che. What are you okay, watching? Okay, Matt. She's nuts. You're not a very Go good a little listener. Quick. Go a little quicker. What you hear, not wash your che. What you hear, not watch your che. What you hear, not what you say. Oh, yes. what you hear, not what okay. you say. Sure. Holy I mean, anyone Hannah. could have gotten that. Anyone? That was like obvious. <laughs> These are hard. See, this is why I don't talk to people that talk like this. Wait, I can't do this one because then you don't have to. This is just a good example at a minimal level. Okay, uh, communicating with other people. What you, know, you ear not what your che, wash your che. What's Let's that do... last word that you're saying? It's T S E. I don't know how you say. Are that. I saying che? Say That's why che. I was like, like the communist leader, like che. <laughs> like I was very confused. Let's, let's try another one. Okay. Whatever. It's my turn. Yeah. Um, maybe it's her mother dime. Mother her. Maybe her mother dimed. <laughs> maybe it's her mother dime. Maybe it's mother time. Maybe it's her mother dime. Maybe some other time. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Boom. 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 James. Wait, James. Wow. <laughs> I'm such a good communicator. <laughs> what has my mother got to do with this? I just gave myself a ding. <laughs> One point for James. <laughs> It's about time. Here we go. Raise eyebrows. Oh, easy. Raise eyebrows. Raise eyebrows. Raise. Are you just saying the words raise eyebrows? What were the words that were given? Raise eyebrows. Raise eyebrows. Raise eyebrows. 
Okay, okay, yep, moving yep. on. Raised eyebrows. <laughs> Still raised eyebrows. Not raised eyebrows. Um, had last deep hen need robs. That's not even close to what it is. Say that one more time. Had last deep hen need robs. At last, you... You're looking! Uh, you are could... looking at the screen, Matt! Do you think I could see that yes, far? Yes, I did. That far? I've... I'm like less than a foot away from you, basically. I have bifocals. <laughs> and I fought a fire today. Matt, we're going to have to penalize you for that. Okay, what is that one? <laughs> oh, at, le- at last, the penny drops. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Den ask Wade. Den ask oh, uh, Wade. Oh, yeah. Got it. Ben ask Wade. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. It's confusing because, like, are we saying phrases? Are we saying names? So you always complicate it with more. I'm, I'm trying to find, like, the it's pattern. Po- it's There's potpourri. No pattern you know potpourri. what I mean? Like, oh. It's potpourri. Um, pot- potpourri. <laughs> Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah, good job. So these are easy. Yeah, you got an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> to Noah fail. To Noah fail. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> to no avail. To no avail. To no avail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not good at these kind of games. No, you should not. play charades with me. It is no bueno. <laughs> no es bueno. No so es how bueno. How does this transfer over into your communication skills? Is yeah, this... I'm actually like a really good communicator. Well, I think you are. I'm just written. a really bad game player. You're an incredible that's writer. It, that's what it comes down to. Like, I can't play games. I'm horrible at it. Nobody yeah. wants me on their team ever. No, no matter what the game is. Well, well I'm seeing why. Yeah. And not yeah. to be rude. Let's make a note. No more games with Meg. Okay. She's horrible. Oh, it's so sad. Merritt, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she gets her hair dyed. Listen, I'm going to walk in next week, and you guys are going to be like, wow, leopard print. I wasn't expecting that to be Can what you your do hair looks like. That would yeah. be fantastic. I strongly encourage that. Do that one. <laughs> but in pastels. Pastel leopard. Let's awesome. do one more. Okay. Um, and then we, we can do a little roundtable. News radio. News radio. Yeah. That was a good one for you, I thought. You're welcome. Oh, let me just give you this one. Oh, uh, okay. This is totally you. Us, us, pinch, hump, ridge. Us, us, pinch, hump, ridge. I don't think you should say that to me. No. Us, got us, us, pinch, hump, ridge. I got a suspension bridge. Exactly. Oh. Whoa. Us, us, hump. Us, us, hump. Us, us, pinch, hump, ridge. <laughs> I just feel like I'm talking to someone that like has never spoken English before, yeah. and it's just very confusing. This is and I'm English like, as I a sixth you? language. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first time I spoke English. Really? Pretty epic day, I guess. Wow, Maddie just jumped right in on that. One. <laughs> um, okay, okay, that was good. Wait, but do you really? <laughs> I was like, really? It's amazing. No, Matt. It was Are you like. Russian? No, it was like Matt just spoke English for the first time today. And I remember the first time I spoke English. Wow. Okay. That's that's deep. <laughs> Maddie's awesome. Get off her back. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Anyway, uh, anybody have a favorite lesson? I know Maddie's favorite lesson was this, my gardener metaphor, even if it wasn't. <laughs> Be loyal to the absent. Yes. That's a good one. That's really good. Really like Mike, that. what did you learn? Because No, you can't copy, Mike. Um, think for just yourself. say the same thing, but with synonyms. <laughs> us, us. Be Pinch faithful to those who are not present. Yeah. I, I really liked what Sean talked about with you. You know, you don't remember. Okay, <laughs> the communication model. That's really good. You know, uh, it's funny because you were all in on a segment. All you had to do was just choose your segment. I'm just saying. That's just communication. Sure. Choose sure. the segment you hosted. Sean, do you have a favorite? 
Um, yeah, my <laughs> wife said I was a great dad. Oh man, <laughs> that's huge. She loves you. She's still listening. Okay, well, <laughs> we're gonna give you this quote. And we're out of here. If you can name this person, who said this quote? Yes, <laughs> Abigail Adams. I've been reading a lot about her. So it's not Abigail. Okay. <laughs> the real art of conversation is not only to say the right at the right time, but also to leave unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment. Unknown. Nope. Unknown. <laughs> I was going to say Matt Townsend. The great philosopher Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> well done, folks. Meg, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Meginprogress.com. Go check it out. She's been down. She's not writing quite as much as she should. But she's going to be back at it. It's like three times a week, but it's And uh, next time you come back next week, we'll know about your hair color. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Or she may shave it bald. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, on tomorrow's show, great topic. Dealing with difficult people. Preston Nye, or Nye, I believe, is going to be joining us. Uh, He's he's an author. He's going to be teaching us all about dealing with difficult people, which, by the way, is totally needed on the show. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. The Matt Townsend Show, giving you a little hope, hopefully a leg up on this crazy thing called life. We'll see you tomorrow.